It's something strange. Sleeping in your bed. I like our rendition. An invisible bed. Sleeping in your bed. That's from the remix. The Bustin'? Yeah, Bustin'. Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Unspooed. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm your other host, Zach. Hi, Zach. What's going on, Dave? How are you? I'm doing good, man. This is our second episode this week. It is. And I like your shirt. You know Thank what? you. Hold on. I'm going to take a picture of your shirt right now. It's very... So that I can post it on Instagram later. I'm like later. holding on to spring um, and summer, even wanna, though it is... Wanna give me, oh, no, let me do portrait mode. Hold on. Yeah, this is, this is exciting on audio format. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm making noises at him while he takes my pictures. <laughs> I hope that picks up like my size. I was, going, I was literally going. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh no! That's gonna pick up. That'll pick up. No late um, ASMR. But yeah, but yeah so we're, we're here. It's the final episode, sadly, of franchise unspooked for yeah. the year. But uh, it's a real good one. And you I'm know, I realized happy. we didn't do any video game franchises for. We franchise really didn't. Unspooked. But I'm okay with that because a few of them it would have been like Resident Evil, which Dead we, Space, yeah, we, we stuff did Resident like that. Evil, which we will be doing Dead Space. It's a, yes. it's a very good game, and we but, will be doing Resident Evil Part Two. But I also I think that the horror movies everybody loves the, yeah. you know, a, a spooky yeah. movie or you know Halloween time. So I think it's just a little more palatable for everybody. Yeah. You know, oh, for sure, a little for bit sure. for the fans. Um, but yeah. I'm We're trying to think of other like State of the Union things we got to address. No, uh, um, we do have the giveaway. Yes, our the previous giveaway. guest from last week's episode for uh, Evil Dead, uh, Ashley. She's a phenomenal artist. Yeah, and she's got a uh, a print. Uh, an original print. Yeah, coming so out. so we're gonna be uh, giving that away to to one lucky winner, yeah. and uh, we'll be announcing the official rules for it on Instagram. Yes. So keep an eye out there. We'll probably announce that um, shortly after. Actually, it'll probably be. It might be just before this episode comes out. It might already be out. It might already be this. out. Yeah. Uh, we haven't figured out the exact day that we're giving it away, but it might be just at the very tail end of October there. So just keep your eyes peeled mm-hmm. and uh, be ready for that. I yeah. saw the final like version of it today. Did I send it to you? Uh, um, no, I haven't seen the final. Again, this is just going to be a teaser for you guys because this is an audio medium and you guys can't see what's this on my perfect, phone. This is perfect, you know. But uh, so she she messaged me today and she was like, hey, like, are you know, are you ready for the final art? And I was like, oh, absolutely check that out oh that yeah looks so cool it looks incredible oh, that so, looks so good so we'll be posting that and uh we'll be doing the giveaway for the print yeah uh, and thanks again to ashley for popping on the oh, show yeah. that was, that it was, was a lot great. of fun evil that that was one, one of the most fun episodes we've had in a long time yeah so it was really really good Definitely very informative she knows her stuff and the artwork is tied to evil dead like, so it's very yeah, it's very out of cool. this world very um, cool and of course we just want to always say thank you to you guys for listening and oh, yeah. uh, telling your friends all that stuff if you haven't told your friends go tell your friends yeah and without further sure. ado we're here to bust some ghosts we are it's this is i know we say this a lot how much of a fan we are of the franchises but this i i told zach that i've probably seen this movie several hundred times and or these movies before we times. even mentioned doing this episode like for franchise unspooked we, I mean, Dave has always talked about Ghost, Ghostbusters, yeah, Ghostbusters, and I mean, it's it's just been a part of his uh, vocabulary since yeah. I've met him. It's it's wild, uh, but yeah, we're we're here to discuss Ghostbusters, the classic, and we'll get into the song too because there's a lot of fun facts. About oh yeah, that. well, and, and you guys heard our rendition at the beginning oh, of this yeah, episode, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, the first and foremost. Let's t- discuss our our history, Zach. Let's start with you. Okay, so my history is going to be not very exciting on this one. Um, I had seen bits and pieces, right? Like whatever TV show. I don't know what channels it would have aired on. I saw bits and pieces. I did not see Ghostbusters until a week and a half ago when I came over to your place. And 
And it was like, it was one of those things where if we're doing a franchise of this scope, I refuse to go through with it unless I, I stomp my foot down and I scream unless I've seen it. So we made it a point. I was like, okay, I'm just going to come over. I'm going to watch Ghostbusters. I'm going to learn a little bit. Uh, I did watch recaps for, sure. you know, for Ghostbusters 2 and the new Ghostbusters. Yep. Um, but it was it was good. It held up surprisingly well. Better, it does. better than I thought it was going to, to be it honest. It really does. It's one of those, I call it those comedies, it's like dad liners, you know, the one liners. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it. it's kind of timeless with, and yeah. I mean, how good the whole cast is too. It's just an ensemble, a monster ensemble. Yeah. Um, but my history is I've, I've known it kind of like star Wars. I've had Ghostbusters in my vernacular for my entire life. Yeah. I think my brother yeah. was such a big fan of it. Uh, it came out in the first one came out in 1984 and that's when my brother was born. So he was all, he was, I think when I was born in 88 or he had already seen the first one. Right. It, yeah. It's like a young boy and they loved it. He would, I remember we'd have the toys. We'd dress up like it for Halloween. There were times we would get multiple proton packs because we'd break them. Really? We would break them. So we'd go through multiple <laughs> a year. Um, we loved it. Goes, it was I remember and I have this really young, young memory of being out at the mall or something with my mom and my brother and like the whole family or something one Saturday or something. Yeah. And my mom be like, oh, yeah, I set up the VCR. There's a, that dates it. Oh, I set up oh, the yeah. VCR to tape Ghostbusters. Tonight, and I had never <laughs> I, I don't think I'd seen it yet, but I was like, what's that? And I was right. like, oh, Ghostbusters. And then my brother got really excited and got me excited. And of course, I just I, I fell in you love with it. You know what's weird? Not to, not to sidetrack. There are probably people listening to this. That have never seen a VHS tape. I know that's horrifying. That's, that's crazy. To me. I work with people who were born in the year 2000. So that, that what? is also shocking. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's weird. If you were yeah. born in 2000, we still love you. We love you. And um, thank you for listening. But yeah. there used to be a thing called VHS before DVDs. Yes. And that, right after laser death. So it was this nice little, weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this little, but that's uh, that's cool though, man. I mean, it's, it's cool to hear like histories like that because mm-hmm. That's how I feel about something like Zelda, where sure. there's just this deep seated excitement that I can't get rid of and it's, I don't want to get rid of. It's in it's in your blood. It's yeah. weird. It's yeah. like you were. Uh, it's it's a funny comment of like I think people are born knowing the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. It's like, exactly. do you ever remember not knowing those lyrics? It's like one of those. Things oh my gosh! Like, you just, yeah, right. You just blew my mind. Yeah. Like I remember sitting down <laughs> thinking about that. I'm like. When did I not know this song? Or when did I not know Ghostbusters? And then you start to have an existential or crisis. Mari, and you're like, yeah. is this the real And then life? my brain, <laughs> exactly. It, in, it implodes in on itself. And yeah, there, but yeah, so it's just kind of one of those things. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, like we said, a little bit of history. The first movie uh, was produced in 1984. Um, and this is crazy pants. So it had a budget. The first one had a budget of $30 million. It grossed over 240 million in wow. the U S alone. And then wow. another 50 overseas in 1984. That's, that's almost $300 million. That's crazy. I wonder what's the, uh, like what the inflation for that would be from 1984. Now, like what that would sort of equate to, but we also have to take it, into account that movies, I don't want to say they weren't as popular, but they certainly aren't like they are now. There wasn't you know? as many theaters to see them in. There weren't running as many times. I mean, yeah, the, it was the, a, pro- the promotions for them were definitely yeah. not as big. Like you look at something like Avengers Endgame, you couldn't, you know, look at an Arby's without seeing a promotion for, you know, Avengers Endgame. In fact, it beat Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that year and became the highest grossing movie of the year. Ghostbusters really? was the highest grossing movie of 1984, and it's uh, always ranked in or currently is ranked 28th on the list of the top 100 comedies of all time. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm curious. What's number one? Standing power. Uh, let me take a peek. 
and, and before curious. you say it, before you say it, I'm going to take a guess. Okay. I'm going to say, and, and, and you're again, never going to get it. I'm never going to get it. I mean, you might. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Might. No, I, I don't even want to guess now. I don't even want to guess. Some like it hot. Marilyn Monroe, 1959. That's. I think it's some like it hot. Yeah, I think she was some. Yeah, I think that's that's the number one. Yeah, some like it hot, and then. Uh, I think it's Jack Lemon. Yeah, Jack Lemon, Marilyn Monroe, Tony Curtis. That Very, that's yeah. the number one comedy of all time. Yep. Uh, Tootsie's oh. number two. Doctor Strange Love is three. Annie Hall, Duck Soup, Blazing Saddles is number six. See, there we so, go. Now we're getting into airplanes. Seven. Number ten. Producers love. So it's kind of one of those like criterion lists. Yeah, you know where like, it's like ooh, it's ooh. a comedy. No, but yeah, <laughs> but still twenty eighth out of a hundred. Still to this day, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, and to make it onto a list that uh, that's going back that far, yeah, it's just just craziness. But it was um, cool because because when I watched it, it was um, I was expecting to see a very cheesy eighties. You yeah, know. what were you what what were you expecting? I'm curious. Like uh, oh, you've always heard of Ghostbusters, yeah. you know of it. They bust ghosts. Like I, what? What were you expecting? I kind of expected it to move a little bit more slowly, I guess. Uh, really? Yeah. Because a lot of people say it's a got a slow start. Really? Well, I, it's nice how they begin it. With the, yeah. You get a, a scare with the librarian. Right. And then you don't see another ghost really for quite but a minute. <laughs> I guess to me, once they started, you know, ghost busting, it was everywhere. It was like the montage oh. scene. And then all of a sudden there's, you know, Stay Puft Man in the in New York City. Oh, yeah. And it felt like I blinked and the movie was done. And I think that's a bit of their goal at that point. Yeah. When that occurs, when the montage occurs and then they so you start hearing Ray Stance talking about like, man, the energy's really kicking up. We're getting more yeah. and we're too busy. They had to hire another. Uh, they had to uh, Winston Zedmore. They had to hire a fourth right. Ghostbuster. Right. Uh, who, fun fact, Winston Zedmore got pushed back to like page 100 and something of the script. He was originally supposed to be up here on page five. Really? His part got cut down like crazy. He was supposed why. to be like a, a, a ex-military guy, kind of like the serious kind of hard ass one right. of the group. Right. But then they just kept cutting him down, cutting him down, cutting him down. And yeah. It's and he didn't even make it happens. on the poster. Really? The, if you look at the original Ghostbusters poster and then and when the second one came around there, Bill Murray, they were all said, we will not do this movie unless he is equally billed as us, gets the exact same pay. And yeah, right. good uh, for them, because it was um, it was, uh, I believe, one of uh, his first uh, who was Winston Zedmore. Um, oh, it's going to kill me. Uh, it was one of his first movies. Yeah, um, the actor and I'm it's, I'm totally it's, blanking it's, on his blanking name right on now it, too. And it'll yeah, it'll come to me. It'll come to me later. Um, but uh, it it does have that like, oh, man, picking up pace. Right. And then you're like, oh, and now we're getting into like why it's happening. And then. It, right. Yeah. But um, it 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 was I, trippy. It was yeah. weird. like she looks in the fridge and it's just. Oh, like, oh yeah. It, it, it was just there were a few parts that I thought were. A little further out there, Ernie Hudson. Expecting. That's when Ernie Hudson. Ernie and Hudson. Sorry, but, but yeah, no, it, it just seemed like it was kind of out there. Um, I did enjoy it. I think that I missed the boat a little bit. Okay, um, it didn't like the I, I, nostalgia. While feels. I had a good time with it, it's not something that I would necessarily go back and like watch over and over and over again. Sure, not because I didn't like it, because I, I genuinely did, but just because I don't have that childhood tied to it yeah. by any means the nostalgia and like yeah, the, yeah their corny effects it was really i mean i thought it was really cool how they do the ghost effects it was practical yeah. puppetry and then they like do that uh there's this something someone's ghost 
it's a technique where it was back an old carnival trick where you'd reflect someone's image on a gla- piece of glass and they'd look like a ghost. Oh yeah, but they'd yeah. be in the same space if you're looking at it. Right. Um, something's uh, someone's ghost. Then, but yeah, so they do that effect throughout the whole movie. Um, and I can't remember how many Stay Puffed outfits there were. There were several ones where the head oh, would really? move, ones where it wouldn't move, ones with different and, faces. And that was the thing. I think that was probably the best part of the movie for oh. me was seeing all those effects because they they look great. And that's what I wish more people would see is like if you do practical effects or I mean, obviously, there were some digital in there as well. But if you aim for as many practical effects as you can, that's best. it's going to hold up. Yeah, that's best. why Jurassic Park still looks good <laughs> when you watch it today is because they didn't go full digital with it. They went a lot of practical. And it's why like the new Star Wars movies, no matter how you feel about them, if just the look, it is a far closer look to the originals than the yeah. the, the prequel trilogy were with yeah. all that green screening. But um, but yeah, and uh, it it. One of the, I, I from what a, a little bit of research I did, the the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man scene inspired kind of the whole movie. Dan really? Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wrote it, but Dan Aykroyd is kind of like the main writer of it. And apparently, um, when Ivan Reitman, uh, the producer and director, got the uh, script, they said, "Okay, this is great. We're gonna cut the hell out of it because." Yeah. It, originally Dan Aykroyd had them going to different dimensions. It wasn't just ghosts. It was aliens, demons, uh, werewolf. It was all. And it was just like some crazy see, Dan Aykroyd. If you didn't know a little bit about him, he's huge into UFOs and aliens. He owns crystal skull vodka. Yeah, and apparently he- <laughs> that vodka is quote unquote filtered over like magical rocks. So he is, yeah. he is out there. He is uh, truly side note. Our buddy Wes, yeah. um, who, uh, you guys might be seeing some YouTube videos from him on our channel here uh, coming up pretty soon, but I believe he picked up a signed bottle. Oh my gosh. Of Crystal Skull vodka. Man. <laughs> I mean, it's good apparently. It's very good vodka, but like, yeah. Dan Aykroyd's a He's out there. He is, he is out, out there, there yeah. as far as you can go. So I say, let's get into a little bit. For those of you, if you've never seen Ghostbusters like Zach, which I feel like few and far between, but I know, you do I'm, exist. I'm, 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 the, I'm the odd one out <laughs> it's here. It's out there. But um, for those of you who don't know, Ghostbusters is about a group of scientists, and I'm going to put, well, a loose quotation marks around some of the scientists. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Peter Venkman, who's played by uh, Bill Murray is he has my uh, favorite doctorates in psychology and parapsychology. So you throw that para in there and I don't know how, right. how <laughs> relevant it makes it, but um, uh, it's about these uh, group of scientists who are working. I believe they uh, are at Columbia university in New York. I don't think it's NYU. I think it's Columbia. Is it? And, and uh, they call it a dump after they get kicked <laughs> out. But, uh, they're working there and uh, they work in like a paranormal science division sort of and they're researching ghosts and they finally get one. They finally like land a ghost at the New York Public Library, the gray lady, very famous scene. Yeah. Uh, and they finally are able to record it. And it's the very first ghost really anybody's truly ever seen. So they don't yeah. know what to do. But through that, they are able to. There's I was talking to Zach when we watched the movie. We paused it at this point right after they run out or uh, run out of the library and are walking back across the campus to like go to the to like start research and stuff. uh, Dr. Egon Spangler, played by uh, Harold Ramis, R.I.P. Um, he has a line of like, based off these readings, we can truly like capture and (laughs) capture a ghost. And that's, that's literally it. So by explanation, that's literally the only explanation of how their science works. They have laser guns. And it's just like, (laughs) yep, it's okay. It's fine. It's funny. There's during that montage scene we were talking about, they're doing, showing cuts of them, like on newspaper covers. And then there's a old magazine called Omni. Omni was an, uh, I think it was through the eighties and into the nineties, like a tech, uh, kind of like, a 
a technology magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, you get it every month. Like, all oh, the, this is what's coming out. It's crazy. And on the cover of that is the Proton Pack. So it's oh, like cool. it's being covered by all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and it's it's funny. And then they they're able they get kicked out of Columbia, but then they're <laughs> they take three mortgages out on Ray's family home so they can start their own business. And uh, <laughs> that was a funny in the firehouse. Scene. Yep. And um, it uh, and it starts. They start busting ghosts and they uh, eventually Sigourney Weaver comes to them because she lives in this. And she's great. Yeah, she's wonderful. I it's we were talking about it, too. Like she's an alien. She is in these sci-fi, but she is so grounded and so real. Yeah. She is the straight man in the comedy that is Ghostbusters. And she's still the most. Even more believable. Yeah. Than every other oh, character awesome, is car- yeah. a cartoon in this cartoon movie. Yeah. But she is so grounded and so good in it. So I wanted to get your opinion on something. Yeah. Uh, while we're kind of moving forward with it. Uh, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. I, yeah. So I've heard very mixed things about it. I still love it. Um, where When Ghostbusters is an 11 out of 10 in my book, Ghostbusters 2 is like a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. It's it, It's a... Kind. It was made five years later. I heard it was like the same. Bill movie. Murray was very re- resistant to it. Apparently, the script. Oh, okay. There was a time too when Bill Murray, I think, in the late eighties into the nineties, especially like during Groundhog's Day and stuff. Like there was like a good five ten year period where he wasn't as the friendly Bill Murray. I think everybody loves him. He was right. kind of a curmudgeon. It yeah. might have been like a midlife sort of a situation, but like he was not wanting to do as many comet these kind of comedies anymore. You know, like your Groundhog's Days and your Ghostbusters. Right. He wanted a little more serious, but now I think he's like mellowed out. <laughs> yeah. Like, now he's just back to being, they figured thing. out, you know, he's had his Oscar runs and stuff. So like yeah, we can figure yeah. it out, but, um, it's, so you watched a recap. It They're looked, fighting a painting. It literally looked like it was the same movie. Vigo, the Carpathian. Yeah. It's all about slime in that one. Right. So they and weaponize like, slime. And the There's, slime is able to like detect it human It can be like, good or emotions. bad. Yeah. If yeah. you're angry, the slime will react negatively, positively, et cetera, et cetera. Which, I mean, I got to say, is not the worst idea in the world. No. It seems like it was weirdly executed, though. And it's it's it, by no fault of their own. I think it's just like that late 80s, early 90s, like good feelings will make everything great. Yeah. It was you know? like, let's be like, you can't tell New York to be happy sort of a situation. Right. Yeah, that was kind of this whole yeah, it was a weird message that they kept like trying to push through it. And then it's like, oh, they kept calling it goo and slime. And it's like, why didn't we make it the ectoplasm for like from the first movie that is already like a, a, a thing that's in the universe? Right. You're adding this element. You're like, OK, I guess it's just yeah. it's very ham fisted. You get some good lines. You get your favorite characters back. You get your Rick Moranis, who gets a big more of a bolstered role. He does. Right. He becomes their tax accountant, but then also becomes a Ghostbuster by proxy by the yeah. end of the movie. Sigourney's there. So, you got a cute baby. That's the other thing. You're acting with a baby like nine, t- nine tenths out of the movie. Right. And, that sucks, and that's that's of. tough. That's tough. Um, um, so what about before we get into the present of the franchise? Yeah. Oh, um, I had one question for you. Yeah. Were you not expecting like Gozer the Gozerian from the first one? Is it like right. a Sumerian uh, Hittite god from Babel, you know, Babel. Right. Was that what kind of threw you like those? Cause we mentioned it with evil dead, how the Necronomicon yeah, I mean, is a Babylonian a li- text. That was a little bit, I think it was, it was also just kind of this idea of, I, I don't know. It's, and maybe it's just because I've seen so many things from ghostbusters, but I almost just saw a lot of things coming. And oh, then, sure. And it was that eighties thing of, you can predict it and then it's going to get weird and you have to expect it to get weird. There's a climax. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, well, it's funny too. The you, you're like, I know of the state puff marshmallow man, but how it comes to be is funny. You're like right. you choose the form of the right. destroyer. Uh, but I think they did that. And this will be kind of like my last comment on the, the past. 
I think they made it Gozer the Gozerian of like Sumeria because they didn't want to bring in a religious aspect. They yeah. do. There is a moment when they're in the mayor's office trying to convince him to like let yeah. them do their thing when an archbishop of the Catholic Church comes in yeah, and he says, we can't give any comment on this. And Bill right. Murray has a great line of, I think that's a safe bet there, Father. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a, even though they're like, the, I think it's the wrath of God, but the church has no official right. comment. And right. you're like, it's this funny, like, oh, wow, legality above religion, even. Like, yeah. It's this, yeah. But uh, I think they did that to make it like, yep, this isn't heaven or hell. This isn't right. Christian religion. It's not Jewish. It's not Muslim. It's not any of those. Yeah. It's, it's ancient. And the problem is when people in present day start summoning ancient, you know, start right, right. representing that religion. Because uh, I think Evo Shandor is the builder of Dana Barrett, who is I'm such a huge nerd. I'm doing this all, by the way. No notes. <laughs> yeah, uh, he literally doesn't even have a notepad out Evo, at all. Evo Shandor is a was the architect of the building that Dana lives in. And it's a they call it like the basically like a. A lightning rod. He built right. a lightning rod for tr- a turbulent spiritual energy right. to summon something eventually when the time is right. Which, and that was cool. That was kind that's of a, a very cool, like create. And you know, that's the one thing I bet Dan Aykroyd held onto that part. Like, oh, like, yeah. Like an angry, like wet beaver. Like, <laughs> <laughs> an angry wet beaver. I don't know why I want angry. I heard angry beavers. And then I was like, angry remember beavers. That? Norbert and Daggett. Daggett. Yeah. Norbert and Daggett. What? I remember the song beaver fever. And then my mom, yes. my mom came in the room when I, that and she's like what are you watching because i had obviously no idea right, what yeah. that meant but you, then now you look back like nickelodeon writers oh they, they know exactly what they oh were doing. that's for the parents um, yeah speaking of yeah. Uh, music um you were going to mention something about the ghostbusters theme song yes yeah so ghostbusters the theme song written by ray parker jr every even if you haven't seen it if you haven't heard Ghostbusters, you're truly how are you listening to this podcast like, right that's bizarre <laughs> but uh, and a couple great things, too. Uh, currently, Ray Parker Jr. has a school deal with the rights of it. You can use it. You have to contact him directly, not his estate. What? You contact him directly, apparently. And he's like, hell yeah, go for it. I make money really? off it. Go for it. Like, he's he's super wow. cool about it. But in 1984, the producers of Ghostbusters came to Huey Lewis in the news. They had just released their song, I Want a New Drug. You've probably heard it. I want a new drug. One that won't make it then. I don't know if I know that one. Uh, Weird Al, uh, I want a new duck. He wrote oh, okay. that, so he did the parody. But it's uh, the literally the tune of it is... And he couldn't do it. They wanted them to write the song for Ghostbusters because what they were doing during that montage scene we mentioned, the famous montage scene, they were as a placeholder for test audiences. They were literally just using, I want a new drug because it was paced so well. And they're like, this is the exact feel of what we want. Huey Lewis is like, I can't scheduling. Sorry. They then brought in Ray Parker jr. Sat him down, played him. I want a new drug and said, we want something like this. He then apparently said he had two weeks or something to make oh it. Oh, my he gosh. He went into it, and no I strongly believe cocaine was – it was the 80s. Right. Um, <laughs> and he said uh, – he went into a room, and he – that song, every instrument, every synthesizer, that's all Ray Parker Jr. playing it. He says all the lyrics. The only that's thing nuts. he doesn't say in the song is the words Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters! And yeah. he was – because apparently he was kind of hesitant. He was like, I don't know how to put this in. But he's like, well, kind of make it an infomercial jingle. And it kind of yeah. works. It's like it's this, it's like if you were watching a commercial, it's like, hey, you got this problem. Who should you call? Right. These guys. And Man. and that's why. And then they include there's that commercial scene in the movie. It was kind of like right, inspires right. that that like we're ready to believe you. Um, but 
So he makes the song. It's a huge hit, gets nominated for an Oscar, loses to Stevie Wonder's uh, I Just Called to Say I Love You. Okay. But it was, yeah. And there was another massive song out that year, too, that all all of them could have won and it would have been incredible. Right. Like, even if Ghostbusters, honestly, could have won. And yeah. I, absolutely. But um, Especially two weeks to do all of that. Yeah. I mean, and then, but then oh, good old Huey Lewis in the news came back and sued him. One oh. gets all the rights to the music. And then, caveat, <laughs> uh, the early mid 2000s roll around. I love the 80s on yeah, VH1. Yeah. Remember that? The, they do the very first season of it. So it was I love the 80s. The fourth episode, 1984, comes on. They're interviewing Ray Parker Jr. They're interviewing the cast of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ivan Reitman's there. They're showing clips. Everyone's talking about how much they love it. They interview Huey Lewis. And Huey Lewis brings up the lawsuit, which he was not. That was one caveat of the lawsuit is you could never publicly discuss details about it. Really? He does that on the show. Ray Parker Jr. immediately countersues him, wins, and what? now is making more money than what he lost 30 <laughs> plus years ago. So like it all kind of worked out. That's in amazing. Ray Parker, eventually in Ray Parker Jr.'s That's favor. That's amazing. But because of I Love the 80s, Huey Lewis got countersued. Wow. And he got the rights back. That's fantastic. Yeah. And now we'll move into the kind of present of Ghostbusters. I'm yeah, just kind so, of talking at you. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. I'm like, I'm just absorbing this and I'm, I'm loving it. So this, the present of the franchise really can sort of be defined as the Ghostbusters movie that came out in 2016. Correct. Um, which was interesting. Um, an interesting choice to make. And it's, not because, yeah. not because it was all female. I couldn't give two I, poops. Yeah whether or not it was all female. But I think the thing that, um, I don't know, that made me hesitant, well, apart from the fact that I hadn't seen the original, but that made me hesitant to go see it is it seemed like they did all female just because it was like this big, that's, like, look how progressive yeah, we are. That's exactly what and, I was thinking. And that's what bugs me. I'm like when people, and it was 2016, right? The yeah, first one came yeah. Out, yeah. Three years ago. And I think that, I think that it's it's necessary to have those types of movements forward. And, Absolutely, you know, like we and I've I've been loving the fact that we've been seeing more, you know, d- amazing different amazing female leads, yeah, and or, different races represented you know, in film and television. However, but when it goes when it goes so far to say because they were marketing it very yeah, much as it, we're doing this, yeah, we're doing this because it's all it, female. It almost kind of piggybacking off that it it set it. They announced that they were doing it. They announced the cast. And then it, there was like like a weird like pause period I yeah, felt, where everybody yeah. realized what happened. The Internet screamed because it's full of trolls. <laughs> They're like, it's all women. And then it felt like to me that the promotion was like all female Ghostbusters. Yeah, we're going to take this side. And I right. was like, uh, guys, it's like we said, very necessary. However, in 2016, I feel like it was almost past the mark. We were already well, getting that. We were already getting strong female why presence. Why not just make a movie with four strong female yeah. leads and don't even let, talk about it? That's and let that's the, the trolls thing. scream. But right. then, like you right. said, they really pushed it. When you and start to like, call attention to it, it, that's when it becomes. And I saw the movie. You didn't have to. It didn't matter. It, it yeah. was a fine. Film. I was going to say, I heard it was. It pretty was good. fine. It was cool. They went into like more of the tech and stuff and like all the yeah. cool gadgets they were building. I was like, that's sweet. For half a second, I thought you said tech and like the fighting oh, yeah, game. Tech, <laughs> no, all like their technology and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. But um, it I think what would have made it have females have, uh, like you said, different races, have men and women have represent all sexualities, have right. some kids in there. 
Let's have a whole squad. Give right. me an, uh, like, have it so you're like, I thought what they were originally going to do was that now, you know what? We should talk, kind of bridge into future of the franchise as well. Yeah. Because, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but in 2020, Ghostbusters 3 is officially okay. coming out. And it is it is the universe of Bill Murray, Danik. Okay. It is a true sequel well, to Ghostbusters 2. Before we get to that, I just want to say, like, I... I do love the fact that I just want to reiterate the mm-hmm. fact like we love the fact that movies and television have been uh, kind of moving more in that progressive manner. Absolutely. Um, because it's it's almost boring to go back and watch some old movies because you're like, oh, look, it's an all white cast. Look at of, how white these yeah, guys are of like of dudes that are in their like early 30s. Each one whiter than the last. Right. And and that's whatever. But I think exactly what you were saying, Dave when it's when that is their promotional ammo, yeah. it becomes cheap. That's what I don't. That's that's it, it was, okay. Yeah, I, that's the phrase I was trying to. It, it almost you're, feels you're, like they were. Uh, you're drawing battle lines too. You're right. draw, you're absolutely drawing. Well, and battle you shouldn't lines. be. I'm, I'm not saying you can't. I mean, whatever. Promote with whatever you want if you're making a movie. But if you start to use something like that as promotional material, you're using it as bait. You know, you're, 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 you're devaluing the performances given by those actors because you're just saying that this movie is coming out because it's, you know, the, the four women leading the role when in reality, it's just four strong actors leading the role. And that's what it should be focused on. And that's why like back to star Wars, I was got the newer ones have a female lead. They have a, the second male lead is a black man. Uh, They have an Asian female lead. Now they're going to have another, a black female lead in the new one. Yeah. They don't talk about it. They just let it happen. And their trolls get incredible. mad and they're like, okay, cool. We're going to like, guess what's going to happen in the next movie, guys. We're not going to talk about, it, but you're going to have more diversity. Right. That's what star. That's what this is about. And it's in like, these star Wars movies have been incredible. And they, but they don't, they, their promotions aren't like, Hey, check out. We now go to Rose's planet and look at all the Asians now. Like that's right, not what right. they're doing. Because again, they're, that devalues it. Exactly. That totally. It almost, it. it's ironic. Uh, you're almost like doing more work for the other side. of it, it reminds me of like, uh, when a bunch of old people get into a room and say, what do young people want? Yeah. No, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Just don't do that. Let the young people do the thing. (laughs) Cast who you think is the best for that role. And and especially because you and I are involved in filmmaking and I've, I make those decisions all the time. I feel bad because there are sometimes I have friends who want to be involved in something and I have to tell them, Hey, I love you, but not for this role. Yeah. You're not right. And, and these directors, we're digressing totally, but Idris Elba being James Bond. Yes. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I don't care. What they look like, how right. tall he is, if he's black or white, like he's British. If it's first serves of all, the story. if you're not UK, don't you're not allowed. I'm right. sorry, that is where I will draw the line. I will if you're not of well, because you know Sean Connery's uh, yeah. Scottish, not it, but Close I will let enough, it pass. Yeah. But if you're a German dude or an American, there were even rumors like Americans would like Jeremy. Ryan. I'm like, no, no, that is where I draw the line. Yeah, you got, yeah. I don't care how good of a British accent you can do. I think Tom Hiddleston would be a great one, too. He's yeah. a little more old school. You know but, who I could see? Side note, who I could see being a good like American James Bond, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I could see him stepping into a serious James Bond role. 
like later on in his career. Maybe. Give him another like 10 I years. I think he already blew it with Sherlock. Not blew it, but like yeah, he's he, already had that role. That's true. That's I don't true. think they'll like Okay, so anyway, yeah, but, getting into the future of the franchise, yeah. which we kind future of start to mosey into a little bit. And there, oh, by the way, there have been video games and we're going to do some footage of the remastered 2009 yeah, so video games. There have game. actually been, quite, oh, knocked the mic. There have been quite a bit of video games. Like We had uh, the NES one. There's NES, the I think yeah. there was one for Super Nintendo, yeah. a bunch of mobile games, one for uh, the Nintendo Switch. There was one for, I think, Xbox or PlayStation Yeah, that, the one for Switch is a remastered. In 2009, okay. the official Ghostbusters game starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. all of them were in it. And yeah, you got all the, even Annie Potts. And, and right now there's it. a, the, the, the most up-to-date one, I guess, is a mobile game, which is essentially Pokemon Go. It is. You're and, busting ghosts, kind of like the new Harry Potter game as well. Yeah, yeah. Out in public. Um, which, which is a smart, smarter than Harry Potter. Yeah, it makes like, more sense. Why, they, why the hell sure. did they make that mobile game? <laughs> it, it is not good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, that's what I've heard. The Ghostbusters one, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing, is when you, I feel like any video game, with the exception of Pokemon Go, because that got insane, but any video game that's taking after a movie or a TV franchise like that, it's going to be shovelware. It's going to yeah. be put out just to see if they can make a few Eventually, bucks. you can pay us for loot boxes. Right, yeah. exactly. And yeah. that's, and I guarantee you they've made so yeah. much money from that. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, I've even spent money on some mobile games. I'm not proud of it. I've done it, though. Yeah. But, uh, oh, me too. Every now and then a dollar here, a dollar there. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, um, with the future of the franchise, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, the 2020 film um, being directed by Ivan Reitman's son, uh, and I think he, Ivan Reitman himself is also a producer, uh, is, is in the universe of the original movies. Okay. So we will have like Peter Venkman, Dan Aykroyd's, uh, race dance and all that. Uh, Harold Ramis regrettably won't be in the film. I'm assuming right. he won't be in the film. Um, but what I'd like to see out of that is what we were talking about them. Tra- I heard Finn Wolfhart is it, or from stranger things. Really? He's in it. I don't know to what degree. Uh, but it there was, are several people in the cast, and I was like, I'm hoping what they do is, like, it's the old guys training up the new team. Yeah. And then at the end, you can have a Deus Ex where the old guys come in and save the day. Right. You know, they right. do, or they show up and add that extra well, bit and of it would help be cool. or whatever. Like, I mean, you know, I honestly wouldn't even mind it if they brought in the 2016 universe into it where, you know, those. They can't. Oh, they can't? Because they, well, unless you didn't care about continuity because all they all had cameos including oh, Weaver okay. had a very yeah, big cameo she had the biggest cameo yeah. of them all where because yeah, I, I was you know, gonna like say it could be something where as, their company has grown and they need no. more but yeah i guess yeah. then that would make sense to because yeah. if they had cameos you can't really it was a, a it's a it's a, a, a truly a separate universe but um, you know have I, a tech guy have a tech girl yeah. like your kate mckinnon who was the technology who was the spangler of the new you know movie. i think it really does it really really does have to Pass the torch because yeah. those guys are getting old. They're getting we've crazy. Lost one. <laughs> yeah, we've lost one. Like it, they need to be passing that torch on because if they want to make any future movies, uh, unless they're going back and to they the, can always be in them. Yeah. Have them hanging out at the firehouse. They're just doing yeah, desk absolutely. work. Desk them. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like uh, we all love Bill Murray and we all love Dan Acker, but like, like you said, it's, and the rumor has it that Rick Moranis, I don't believe is going to come out of retirement for it. No, no. The biggest well, rumor I heard is he would he might come out for Dark Helmet for Spaceballs too for Mel Brooks. That would he be amazing. might come out of retirement for but that. You know, but. I I got to be honest. I'm I'm regardless of who's cast in it, hmm. what's going on with it. I am kind of getting tired of sequels and sequels and sequels. Uh, That's Bruce why Campbell, it has to be a pass the torch, like you yeah. said. So well, if you want to do a new even thing, even that though, like I mean, Bruce Campbell was talking about. He said, "We I feel like we've gone sequel crazy." Oh yeah, you know, like w- when's the last time? 
you saw, I mean, there have been plenty, but it seems to be getting fewer and further between when you see a truly original movie concept come out that's not some sort of follow-up or well, it was kind of weird like could you imagine 1977 seeing the first star wars movie then leaving that theater being like that was it yeah yeah it, it, it's not like they announced anything he had scripts and stuff right. but it was like no those especially that kind of a it, unheard of yeah you yeah. don't get if you got a sequel it had like a completely different title just the same right. like a james bond movie yeah you yeah. you had the same characters you knew it was a continuity is like a C or like a, a continuation of these characters. And but like, it was never like episode two or even like with this that, part like, two. And certain things do warrant sequels. Like Absolutely. if you look at like Harry Potter, for example, that's too much story to fit into one book. Oh, or one gosh, movie. Yeah. But that was, that was by design. It wasn't like, cause you know, these movies, they make one and then they have to, you know, the studio sees how it does and then they get picked up for another. So they make one that's closed ended. Yeah. And that is where I start to get a little bit perturbed. It was, they kind of, with this franchise though, they kind of fell ass backwards into a gold mine because yeah, even did. though they like end it, they defeat it, they close the gate, goes, no more ghosts. You're in this world you've created now where, oh, the next day somebody farts in a sewer wrong, ghosts. You're like, oh, <laughs> because he was yeah. a, a worshiper of this demigod. Now ghosts. there are ghosts coming out of his butt. And then we have a whole, we got ghost butt. Now we got ghost butters. Go, ghost um, butt. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? They, it was like, they are like, Hey, I can't we don't get over, a, yeah, I can't ghost get butters. over ghost butt. Ghost butt. Um, but like it, you're, you're sitting there thinking is like, we don't have a script for a second movie. Right. We always could though. Look at what we've got. Look at what yeah. we produced. Well, so, and, and yeah. really, I mean, I, while I wish that the sequels would just slow down, I can't blame them because mm. I love these if, characters. <laughs> if, if I made a movie and it made what about with three hundred million dollars, I'd make a second movie. You, yeah. you couldn't stop me from making a second yeah. movie. Like when you make ten times your budget, right? Yeah, there's, and Hollywood's knocking with like a double budget. <laughs> yeah, and then, like the promise of making more, and like the pers- the the prospect of making a hand over fist. Well, right, it's just yeah, right. Of course, you know, yeah. And, and and yeah, you want to get your own stuff. And, and what would you want to see while we're kind of in the future here? What would you want to see out of another video game if they came out with a new one? Well, there's a cool void experience, the VR okay. the void experience, where you walk around and like that's that'd be kind of a cool if they had a yeah. VR game. Or uh, an open world game where you literally drive around New York City, busting ghosts, yeah. and you can team up with online. It literally, it's perfect. You it's set up to upgrade to your items. It's a perfect game for that. And I don't know if this will ever get made, but I would love to see a a very faithful 16-bit mobile RPG, uh, turn-based, where you go in, like, you start off with just one Ghostbuster and your party gathers as you go. Yeah. And you, you, you have a crappy fight, proton pack. Yeah, you yeah, fight these ghosts, yourself. and it's just it, just a straight up RPG, turn based. That'd yeah, be just dope. Tur- wouldn't that be, be fun? Like that'd be a lot of fun. Can you picture like the like almost like a golden sun system where the camera switches around? Yeah, and, like, that'd be cool. And, and yeah. you can they could pull that off for Absolutely. sure. Do that'd like Paper Mario style or something. Like just give us something because I feel like a game like that that's based in that sort of nostalgia could really, really play off of that old school video game. Kind of like the Stranger Things mobile game. Absolutely. Did. Yeah. You know, They're like, it, well, this is a retro time period. Set make it stylized. Yeah. yeah. Let's make it. Um, but you know what, guys, we're, we, this is one that Dave, especially, I mean, I'm sure we could sit and talk about this oh, for yeah. another two hours, but uh, we're hitting our time limit. Uh, so Dave, is there anything else that you wanted to, uh, to chat about? I don't think so. Check out uh, Credit Score podcast and yep. uh, Florida Men on Florida Man. Yeah. And then the other buddies. thing, too, is make sure you guys, uh, if you aren't already, subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. Helps us out a ton. Uh, and then share it. 
You know, it, it helps us out so much. If you tell like one friend and have them tell a friend, then boom. We got a pyramid scheme going. <laughs> we do. We do. Excuse me. That'd I just be had perfect. like a popcorn kernel come out of nowhere in my throat. Yep. Uh, pumpkin seed kernel, actually. Pumpkins. I made some pumpkin seeds. They were Ooh, delicious. Delicious. Yeah. I don't oh, have any good. left. I'd, I'd give you some. I, I ate all I, I literally ate all I of them. I saw you guys carved them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they turned out pretty good. Uh, and you can, if you guys want to see that video of us covering pumpkins, that's on my Instagram, at the Zach Rogers. And you can find me at the Dave of Wonders. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. Keep your eyes it. peeled for that giveaway information if it hasn't already been and announced. And some gameplay footage. We're, in fact, going to go bust some ghosts right now. Yeah, we're about to go hook this up and make it happen. Yeah. But, uh, Cool. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be seeing you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. The next franchise we'll be unpacking is Far Cry. But in the meantime, feel free to drop us a line with any questions, comments, or future episodes at FranchiseUnpacked at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to share so we can keep these episodes coming your way. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.